ladies and gentlemen, I am Tim Gillette, your host with the Tim Gillette Show, and we're back with another great guest. I have a great person that was introduced to me, although we kind of like knew each other in a roundabout way, which I'm sure she'll talk about today. We were introduced by someone who we both greatly admire and, and uh, has been on the show here uh, before, but finding all the people we know in common is really unique, and uh, the fact that we haven't met earlier is shocking. We really should be because we've got so much in common and both have both of us have brands that actually help one another. So anyway, well, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Lisa Reed is our guest today. And I love it because Lisa spells her name L-E-I-S-A. For me, this has got a huge impact because my grandmother's name, my mom's mom was named Lisa and she did not spell it the typical Lisa L-I-S-A. She spelled it L-E-S-A. So and being the fact that my high school girlfriend was Lisa spelled different. We're not going to get into that. But anyway, which my high school girlfriend might actually watch this. Hi, Lisa. Good to see you. Um, <laughs> we're going to have fun today for the next uh, next 45 minutes to an hour here with Lisa Reed as we get to know her. And I get to share with you how cool this girl really is. Hello, Lisa. Hey, Tim. How are you? So All right. Uh, you, know, you still holding up in California? It's it's happening. It's the sun is shining. It's beautiful. The smoke is clearing. Oh, good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, we did uh, our our last month's uh, event. We did a fundraiser for the uh, for the uh, fires out there. That was our fundraiser last month. Uh, and so much, you know, what I mean, all you guys in California you just seem to get hit by it every year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm in South Orange County, so this year it didn't get super close to us, but it has in the past. And uh, certainly all throughout the state, there's different spots that are that are recovering at their own rate. So, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, 2020 has been an up and down year. All right. But I understand you still got stuff done this year because you, like me, are not a quitter. That's right. I am not. I have been busier than ever in a good way mm -hmm. and lots of cool, exciting things. And I, yes, so many things. So I'll, we'll, we'll get into all that, but yeah, it's, it, it's not a time to stop for yeah. sure. Oh, well, yeah. And I get it because you, I, you do help speakers. Is that what, that's what I heard anyway. That is true. The rumors are true. Okay. I do. And now more than ever, more opportunities. Like this week I spoke in Colorado mm -hmm. and San Diego and I had one other one and I can't even remember what city I was in, but, uh, there, there's so many opportunities now. Two, I think it was two in San Diego and one. But usually, I would have to, you know, get up at, you know, the crack of dawn and drive there and get there early and, you know, go for the state of the whole event, then drive back. And you know, when I'm driving, I can't, you know, write or coach or check emails. But now that I'm home, mm -hmm. I'm able to do all these kind of things super quickly and use that extra drive time to create shows like you've done here and do all kinds of really great things for my business. So cool. Well, well, let me ask this, Lisa, as we get into this, uh, what got you into this industry and you know what I mean? Speaking and coaching and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I think I always wanted to do this from, from a young age. I can remember having, I even remember the first time I heard of a life coach, although that's not how I classify myself. I, I remember it was in college. It was like the nineties and I read a book about, 
a coach or something like that. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool, but it didn't even really land back then. I know we did have life coaches back then, but it didn't really occur to me that that could be something that I could do, you know? Um, and same with speaking, loved it. My first public speaking engagement was when I was in junior high and I was teaching to the the whole school on seatbelt safety, which is a, the most exciting thing that teenagers or adolescents want to hear about. But we made it really fun. And so there's always been this little inkling of like coaching and speaking. I was a gymnastics coach. I mean, we could get into all these kind of things. But it wasn't, I didn't become a professional speaker until about seven years ago. And I work with a company called Productive Learning. And I had fallen in love with the work that they do, which is like personal development and understanding your thinking and, you know, really um, getting the most out of your human existence as possible and stretching those limits. And then I, they hired me to be a speaker for them and attract clients. And I was like, this is the cat's meow. Like, this is like, you know, open up the dictionary, look, look at the definition and there's my photo, right? Like, this is perfect. And so that really launched my career at 40 to become a professional speaker at 40 you mean you're over 40 yeah so for those of you who are the do the fast math math people now 47 (laughs) the secret's out i'm just you know what i mean i i probably have the only podcast that i can ask a woman about at her age grace (laughs) right yeah (laughs) i love it every year gets better and better so yeah, I, I, I'm kind of enjoying my 50s myself. And and it's, you know, I, I wish I had the wisdom I have now when I was younger. Do you find that in your life? So much, so much. And but that's part of being older. You know, you do have the wisdom of your past experiences, mistakes and the stumbling blocks. And so uh, for someone like you or, or me, when we get to help other people with like, hey, you know, I've been there. Let me show you a quicker, easier way to get what you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Learn from my mistakes. It's really powerful. And that's why I look to to mentor me. You know, it's like who, who's gone through what I'm trying to get through and how can I get there quicker? Yeah. And, and you know, we think about that in mentors and stuff like that. And I know a lot of the clients tell me how if you handle your clients the way this scenario here. As recently, I've had someone reach out to me who has a great program and I'm not going to put his program down. Um, but he reached out to me, but the people who are in the program, um, most of them, uh, are, are still nowhere near where I want to be. They're where I've been. Mm-hmm. And again, great program. Just, I would be stepping yeah, into it as the, uh, you know what I mean? The smartest guy in the room. I hate that. Do you, do you work with your clients and say, Hey, don't be the smartest guy in the room. I like being the dumbest guy in the room. Truthfully, I do. Yes. I, I, I think you're. Typically, I'll look for someone who's already had success in what I'm trying to achieve mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. then I'm going to get the real the real truth, the real story mm-hmm. versus talking to your friends or, you know, asking your relatives like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? I mean, and they have no experience in that. How are they going to really be able to help you? So I, I prefer going to that that expert person. And I to to go back to what you were saying about being the smartest person in the room, like I want to. I love learning. That's one of my growing learning. It's like my core value. Like I noticed that I'll feel stagnant or kind of weird if I'm not learning a new skill. I want to be like the Neo in the matrix where they just could plug the thing into my neck in the back and just download like 
Oh, I, I, that, I would thing. love that. Just saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I do, I, I do got to ask this, sorry, right? because you're a learner, you're you're someone who's you know educated. You're always seeing. What is like a favorite book that you have? Do you have like a book that you go back to like three or four times and go, I got to read that again? You know, I'm not a go back and read a book a bunch of times person, um, but I do have favorite books. Okay. Uh, one of the ones that really stuck out to me, and this was maybe 15 years ago, it's not super popular. It was before The Secret and it's called I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams. I am, I am, I am. Mm -hmm. And it was recommended by a friend and it basically lays out, it, it looks like a book. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, in a book form, but it's really more of a workbook. And mm -hmm. it taught me how the, not just what the law of attraction is, I get that, uh, but how to use it um, in a very practical way. And once I got my hands on that technique, it was a game changer. So whenever I'm stuck with something, uh, then I can go back to that technique, those techniques and write it out really simply and use it. So I like stuff that I can really use again and again and again. I uh, actually have a book outlined that because, and I, I've seen a book like this and I outlined it. It doesn't really fit my niche. One of these days, I'm still going to do it because I have a sarcastic title that I want to put into it. And that okay. is, uh, um, you don't need a life coach. How to fix your own damn life in 90 <laughs> days. Uh, and literally, it is a 90-day process of fixing things once a day. But okay. I've seen a concept like that. And like it's, when I ask, you know what I mean, uh, when I ask you if like there's a book you like to read on a regular basis, it's books like that that I go back to. Yeah, I want to go read that again. You know, um, and it becomes a favorite like that book is yours. I do have a favorite. As a matter of fact, I have it right here because I was showing my clients last night on my mastermind call. This was my book that was like I read over and over again. Very cool. And I I bet you I have bought at least three dozen of these books before I came, became a coach. And someone would be going through something. I'm like, here's a book you need. And I would give it to them and go buy a new one. And that's when Zig Ziglar said, Tim, you should be a speaking or speaker and a coach. I'm like, me? <laughs> what? Uh, what? What can yeah. I offer? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. What, what do I have to offer? And and like, you know, I look at that book. That book was written in the 1930s, the mm. 1930s. Wow. Yeah. And it's still relevant till this day. But we find wisdom like that that has been shared. What wisdom are you leaving so someone in 2120 can find it? Yeah. And I think oh, I actually have my, I've written a couple of books and one of them is called Get Speaking Gigs Now, ironically. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, the the art of communicating, the art of sharing your wisdom, I don't think that's going to go away in, you know, 50, 100 years. I hope it's not going to go away because there's still this human existence. Like we are humans who have, I truly believe each person has some gift they're meant to give the world, whether that's building a home or coaching or techno technical skills or I don't know. I you know we all just have something. And so I think um when you're able to at least certainly the people I like to help is when you have something so deep inside you're like, I know that this message I could give will help a lot of people and make a bigger impact. That's the game I like to play. Mm -hmm. So and I don't think that's going to go away in 50, 100 years. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, and, and that's it. I mean, I love that because, you know, things like that are going to continue on. But I also want to put it because you talk about speaking, and all right, and I know it's the hugest thing that you do about speaking and training. Are you teaching your clients now to record, get record, recordings done to speaking? I mean, like, mm-hmm. we recently lost my hero, guitar hero, Eddie Van Halen, but forever I will be able to listen to Van, Eddie Van Halen play guitar because he recorded that. Well, that, I, that same stuff goes for speakers. You know what I mean? We need to record our good speeches. Are Absolutely. you teaching your clients that? Yeah. And now more than ever, it's easier because you, you know, back prior to COVID, you would need to either have somebody there to record you or go through the extra steps to set up your tripod, your iPhone, which I've done that before too, um, to get the footage. But now on Zoom, you can hit record or you can ask the host to hit record. It's quite simple. And now speakers are able to use some of their Zoom talks or footage Mm-hmm. in their speaker reels like speaker reels are going to change they're going to be different now yeah. than they were before and that's okay but you have the audio right there you have the audio file you have the video file i mean it's incredible what we're able to do now so yeah. and i've been using it a lot with audio and video files on just i mean almost all of my videos um are actually recorded i use like Streamyard or zoom and i just go in and record them and rather than try to set the camera up i'm like i just use this i got a great microphone why not perfect so, yeah. I do the same thing for my show and I do mine on Zoom um, versus StreamYard, but I it's so easy. Yeah. I, I was struggling, um, I know this little off topic, but I my show is called Rock Your Talk. So I mean I'm I'm down with rock, you know. I love I love yeah. I love music. And so I had this vision for an actual talk show. Like I, I wanted not just a podcast, I wanted a video show like we were sitting on the couch or we're in the studio kind of that's how I had my vision this was last year almost a year ago and I tried a couple places but it still just didn't have the technology or the setup or the studio that I had in mind so I tabled it and then when COVID hit I was like wait a second I'll just do it on zoom and hit a button and we're good to go. And then I get, I get what I wanted all along. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a studio. I mean, it's a home studio or the person's home studio, like we're doing right now. And it, it's so easy. I don't know why everyone's not doing a show. I think it's great. Um, Yeah. And, and, and I went through tools and everything trying to go with the perfect, I was recording on zoom and then broadcasting another tool. And and like when I found StreamYard, it became, to me, it became, this became the golden ticket for me. Because it does, it, it it works with me on threefold. But so often, I think people are afraid to go find those tools. They're afraid to go try them. Now, I'm not going to say StreamYard and Zoom are the God's end of God's end. They are to me. But they may not be to you. What else uh, are your students uh, finding, all right? And are they at least, you you at least get them to go out there and go, hey, try it. When you find mm-hmm. one you like, then invest or what? Yeah, I mean, even Facebook Lives, I, I know they've been around for a few years now, but still relatively new. I mean, I remember uh, when I first heard about live streaming and I'm like, what is that again? Like, how, it wasn't that long ago. And then when Facebook Live came out, I, I remember thinking, okay, I've heard about this thing. How do I do it? Like, where's the button? You know, and so there is a learning curve even on something like that. So one of the challenges I put out to my clients is like a 30 day video challenge where you put a video out every day. And now I recommend Facebook live because it's just super easy to do. It's already all set up and it just gets you used to posting. It gets you used to 
looking in the camera, actually had a, I had my mastermind this morning, uh, my academy. And one of my clients was like, how do I know where to look? I'm like, you look in the camera. How do I know where to find the camera? I'm like, put your finger on it right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how you know where the camera is. You gotta, if you need to find it, use your finger. It's <laughs> step number one. <laughs> yeah, I, and you know, I, I was at an event earlier in the year in Pasadena and uh, Michelle Soros, I don't know if you know Michelle, she lives mm -hmm. out there in Pasadena area and in, in LA area. And I met her at that event. It's the first time I ever met her. And I'm like, oh, my God, I really was enthralled with the way her message was, the way she delivered her speech and everything. So I said, hey, Michelle, can I interview you on camera real quick? So we take the cell phone out. We sit down in the hotel lobby. And the first thing she does is, okay, because she didn't know my phone. Well, yeah. let me find the camera. And she yeah. puts her Okay, now I know where it's at. Okay, we're good. Okay. Um, and that's it. Most people don't identify the camera uh, and know where it's at. They don't, I, I, they don't get the right microphone, all right? But... Here's what we do in blog video con and in ours is, is we've actually got people to go and, Hey, get on camera first. We can fix this later. Yeah. Those first five episodes, trust me, nobody's really watching them. Just get the nerves out in the first five and then let's perfect the process. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'll tell them to do 30 days. Just commit to 30 days. The first few are going to be horrible. Probably. I don't know, but that's okay. Cause you're learning. And, I think the grace that we give children is the grace we could give to ourselves. Like you wouldn't berate a child for not being able to tie their shoes, you know, five years old, they're learning how to tie their shoes or how old you are when, you know, I, my daughter's 17. So I'm trying to remember what age that was, but it's the same any, you know, if you've never done a Facebook live or you haven't done them consistently, or you've not been on video, you got to give yourself a little bit of a break. You know, it's not going to be perfect. The first probably even 10 times. I don't even know when it's going to be perfect. Right. But I say done is better than perfect. <laughs> We've had yeah. to get, get something done and get it out there. Now, I mean, now I remember my first podcast, I did it on blog talk radio. Have you ever done anything on blog talk radio? Yep. yep. Um, and I was scared to go on. So I like, I called up a childhood friend who's known nationwide for his business. And I said, you know, Hey, Kevin, um, like I'm nervous to do this. My first one, will you be my guest? Cause I know you. And he goes, sure. You know, um, and we got done with it. And I can tell you, I, I, I tell this day, I can tell you the six people who watched it live and the six people who watched it live have seen every mistake I've ever done in my life. And that's my mom, my dad, my aunt, my, you know, they've seen every mistake I've ever done, period, let alone why not do my show for them. Anyway, um, speaking, I want to go into that because your, your, your actual, your, your thing is called get speaking gigs. Now, what are you doing with your clients right now, Lisa? helping them through this to get speaking gigs? What are you, are, you, are you telling them, you know, techniques to reach out? All right, is it a system you've got down? Explain that to us, please. Yeah, it's a seven step system. So basically in my first year as a speaker, just to kind of give a little bit of a history, in my first year as a speaker, I booked over 80 gigs for myself. And that's the main way that I generated clients and did it with a zero budget for the most part. So that was my roots. And that was me, you know, hitting the streets and using my street smarts to figure things out. I didn't have a mentor. I just had a job to do and I got it done. And it wasn't until a little later down the road, people started asking me, other speakers, how are you getting, how did you get that gig? How did you get that gig? How did you, how are you on this stage? How are you on that stage? And I realized that there was something in the marketplace that was really missing. Mm -hmm. And I think and you you run into a lot of speakers, too. And 
I think there's this fantasy of like, oh, one day I'll be on this really big stage with these really big names and, 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 but I'm not there yet and I can't do it yet. You know, there's this, there's a lot of mind stuff that happens um, when we put ourselves out there. And so I started to really pay attention to what it was that I was doing. And I got myself, you know, speaking mentors and, and putting into place all the things that I do. And so that's my academy program. It's a seven step program. We, we, I teach it over a three month period. I call it the incubation process because I think anytime, like what you're saying, like you can learn a lot and then you have to sort of process it and get in. There's the, there's the skill learning and then there's the, Oh, now I have to go and implement. And so I like to give space for all of that and for questions because all those little questions, if we're not sure which direction to go in, we stop. And, or if we get self-doubt starts to creep in, we stop. And it's like that's in between you and getting on that stage or in between you and making that money that you want to make as a speaker or selling your services, whatever it is. So so I teach people these seven steps and I am a, a, a let me teach you how to fish versus give you a fish kind of a gal. Mm-hmm. I think that's so empowering. And I, I know that some people, you know, really just aren't suited for that. That's OK. They can go hire a, a person to represent them. And I have a person I, rep, I refer out for that. But there's some of us who are like, no, I just need to know, like, give me the strategies. Like, who should I go for? Who, what do I say when I get them on the phone? What are they going to ask me for? Am I prepared? What are this? How do I show up the best? Right. So all those things are what I make sure and teach. And again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before is all the mistakes that I've made, the stumbling blocks I've had, the hecklers. And I don't mean hecklers, meaning someone being rude or mean, but just Sometimes the heckling is they're serving dinner in the middle of your talk or the acoustics are so bad. No one can hear you. And I speak pretty loudly. <laughs> so all these, you're saying you're a big <laughs> all these things can go wrong. So uh, I like to send my people out with as lower anxiety as possible. Mm-hmm. Like that's the so that they can really shine. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you a story about this, Lisa, and it's very interesting that you say that. Um, I never, when I get into the speaking, first of all, you know, to have I had Zig Ziglar tell me to become a speaker. I was, he was, a, he was a friend. That's and a pretty good recommendation. Pretty big person to tell you to become when a speaker. Tell you something, you do it. <laughs> yeah. And I and I still didn't believe it. All right, uh, I, I really I didn't believe it. And now I never looked to be on a big stage. I know some people are going like, I can't wait to have a 20,000 people. I'm like, man, I like, I like a room of hundred people. That's it. I don't want to go any bigger than that. I'm good with that. And my coach and mentors, Craig Duswalt, who we both know, mm-hmm. uh, and Craig puts on these like 700 people events. Um, and one time, I mean, I, I'm, I, I always made Craig, I said, Hey, if you have me go up, interview me, don't put me on the stage by myself. I, I, I'll, I'll freeze. I'll be scared. I, I'm not into that. That's not me. And one of his events, he called his event planner, calls me to the back stage and I go backstage and he hands me the microphone. And he says, you're opening up for me for 10 minutes. Here's this. Here's the mic. Go. Oh, my goodness. And no prep. I'm like, I got to get on stage. And I'm like, oh, why? he says, because he says, if I would warned you, he said you'd have never done it. Yeah. And I'm like, man. How many of your clients have that fear? Because that was a literally legitimate fear of mine as a speaker. Mm-hmm. How many of your clients have that fear? 
you know, what I have found is that self-doubt comes in all kinds of flavors. Mm -hmm. And so one of the great things that I help people with is listening and intuitively sensing what is what's the actual problem. Like, what is actually getting in the way of you doing the thing that we just said? So part of the academy is the strategies. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to assume that there's just some things you don't know. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to teach you all these strategies to help you get moving faster. Mm -hmm. But then what you're talking about is the stuff underneath all that. There's sometimes we know exactly what to do and we don't do it. And that's where we go, okay, now what's really going on? Like what's, what's keeping that phone really heavy or what's keeping you from those income producing activities, which in this case would be like, you know, getting the speaking engagement. You still have to ask to speak or you you know there still has to be some kind of transaction where you're putting yourself in that vulnerable position and i think it's so important for speakers because like you experienced no one can do it for you like yeah. you can't no one could do your push-ups for you no one can hold the mic for you you got it if you're the speaker you're the speaker mm-hmm. you can't delegate that so we need to make sure whatever mind stuff's going on, we handle it and have a plan going forward. Just because you handle it once doesn't mean it's not going to come back again. Oh, I know that for a fact. So, I'm just so saying. It's like, yeah, that's your that one too, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> that, I had this this because I had my academy this morning. So we had we talked about a few different things. It's like, okay, that one's yours, that one's yours, that one's yours, that one's yours. Got it. Now you know that's going to come back again. So what are you going to do next time? You have that feeling of self-doubt or lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. We're not always pumped and ready to go every single second of the day. Okay. So, uh, you know what I mean? That, that, that kind of conjures up another question in my mind on this and your program. So are you working on both mindset or techniques? Um, one, it, or, one or the other or both? Yeah. If you go on the site, it's all strategies and techniques, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other stuff is going to come up anyway and we'll handle it when it comes up. And that's where the really, but I don't, I don't mention that on the, it's kind of like a hidden bonus, I guess, because of the work I've done with productive learning, which is a, you know, 30 year personal development company. I facilitate, I usually facilitate about 10 workshops a year, not this year, all about mindset. So you kind of get that extra bonus with me as your coach. I just don't mention the word mindset in it. Yeah, I, I've never liked the word mindset, but I realize it's part of it. But there's a thing inside of me that, you know, I mean, looks at that and goes, you know, it, it's it's a woo-woo word to me. and But I know it's an important word. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip of it is why I asked that question is, you know, so many people, they get into the programs. And I can t- give you all the strategies in a do-it-yourself program. Yeah. But finding out what the tick is in the back of your brain, I can't put that into a... Right system. That's right. where, that's why you need to hire me one-on-one. Are you finding that too? Yeah. And that's why, so I have two different levels for my academy. One is the, you want to do it all on your own? Here you go. Here's all the strategies to Sunday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can go through it very, it's very consumable, very easy to move through. It doesn't like going to take you hundreds of hours and you can have results right away. Mm-hmm. And what I know about most people, me, probably you, and just gen- in general entrepreneurs they're going to watch the first video or get that first lesson. And then it's going to be like, okay, but how does that apply to me? How do, how does that, how would I use that? 
but my thing is different. But this, you know, and, and all the stuff starts coming up. So that's what I use the the I use a small group coaching method because I love, love, love collaboration and I know it works and it's gonna benefit them so much more if they have me one, you know. I mean, yes, you can work with me one-on-one. -on -one, I do that too, but the collaborative nature of speakers is so powerful. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, just come in. It's going to be okay. You're going to make connections that I can't even write down the results because it's going to be magical. It's just magical. It doesn't, I, it doesn't, there's not a formula to it. It just happens as you, you know, like in Craig's group, it's like, you couldn't say, oh, I was going to meet this amazing person or this amazing thing was going to happen. It's, it's kind of the kismet of the, the collaboration of, of people. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. I mean, there's there's uh, there's a point to like I'm in masterminds. I host a mastermind, and to work with me one on one, you have to do the mastermind. All right, but and that's kind of like the step ways I see with you is, is yeah, there's only so much you can do on your own. Uh, but then you're going to step up and go, okay, let me get you in with a group of people to help everybody realize it, and then it's one on one to where okay, you and I, you you and I need to go over in the corner for a minute. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Um, you know, it, th this is some interesting stuff. All right. Um, and you've been running the academy now for how many years? I've had that for, so my business started in 2017. I've had the academy since 2018. 2018. Okay. Okay. Now that's about when we started blogging video con, we, we, we directed it and you know, I've been in this for 10 years and I've gone through 16 different transitions. <laughs> yeah. I, I never figured it out until I had to try something new. Yeah. I always say it's super easy once you finally get it all dialed in. You're like, why didn't I just do that in the beginning? Well, because you had to go through the different iterations to figure out what works best for you and your clients. And that's part of being an entrepreneur, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. And, and for me, it was it was it was different. Like getting on stages was different. Um, now, my first speaking gig was in 2005. Zig told me in 2004. In 2005, I'm like, OK, so I put it out to somebody and I actually got on a stage. Actually, I, I got on a stage at a, at a church that actually was here in Dallas that actually was the president of the United States time home church. Um, wow. I, I, yeah, that's a bragging fact, but I, I never really brag about it. But like my first speaking gig was at the sitting president of the United States home church. Anyway, that's so cool. It is when you look at that. But that became because of the fact that, you know, who I was connected to and I really, you know, all right, yeah, that was cool. I'm not sure uh, because I couldn't see the business model in it. And I've always been a practical person who's like, uh, you know what I mean? You got to give me this one, two, three, four steps. I was in the car wash, auto mechanic. Everything is a, you know what I mean? A tool or, or, or a mechanical yeah. process that makes it work. In the speaking world, I didn't see it as mechanical. It was a combination of mindset skills, guts to get on the phone. I mean, all of that. And 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 is your academy now like that? I mean, a, a whole group of that. Yeah. So what it is, is I break it down into like the first part that we work on is actually what I call get your talk ready to rock. And I, I use that as the first step because I already know that speakers are worried when they come to me, because they're usually newer on their speaking cycle, or maybe they're a speaker who hasn't had good, you know, consistent results. So they are wondering in their mind, is my talk good enough? Is this going to work? Am I talking about the right thing? They're like kind of obsessing about their talk and usually not in a, in the best way, or they're, they've like been writing their talk for years. And I'm like, okay, we need to like get this done today. Like we're going to get it done and then we're going to move on. <laughs> okay. Cause the talk is just, it is important, 
But in the realm of having speaking as part of your marketing business, it's one piece. It is not, you could have the most brilliant talk in the world where you cure cancer. And if you never ask anyone to get, you know, to, to book you, you will never get a talk, right? Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> so we start there and I even um, add a, when people are in my gold Academy, I, I have a one-on-one -on -one session with them in the first month. I try to, you know, as soon as we can, let's get that done. So it's just off your plate. You don't even have to think about it. And then we start going into the different sections of, okay, so who are you going to speak to? Let's narrow that down. Let's get you into the right, you know, who's the right person for you. And then we talk about monetization, which is usually the next most important thing because they're like, how am I going to make money? And a lot of times I'll hear the solutions they've done in the past before working with me and it might, they'll say, so I'll, I'll ask them, you know, how was the speaking engagement that you've had in the past? And they'll say, well, I, I asked everyone, I told them that I had my business cards and if they wanted to talk with me, I could give them a card at the table. And I'm like, oh my God, geez, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not going to do that again. So we come up with all different kinds of ways that they can monetize their talk that feels right to them. And here's where it goes off grid. It's like there's a formula and there's ideas and there's strategies. And then there's also your mindset that you're battling. And if I tell you something or give you a strategy that you don't believe is going to work, you will not do it as a speaker. You will forget to do it. You will run out of time. You'll forget the it'll just you'll go white, you know, like white blank, blank slate, nothing. So I work with my clients to make sure your offer is the best one that you can give at that moment in your development. And I would say you could stair step it up, but we're going to start where you have to feel comfortable with, with it. And have you ever heard, listened to Jack Canfield? Yes, yes, yes. And I remember him talking about the first time he charged as a speaker and then he kind of like raised his rates and, it's kind of like that. You kind of take a deep breath in like, oh, you know, I hope they say yes. You know, so it's but you can't be so scared and terrified of the number that you check it out. Right. <laughs> so there's that balance of being a little bit intimidated, but going for it. Yeah. So like my daughter is learning to become a event planner and she's actually now working in an apprentice type mode with a thing. But she always used to say to me when working my events and stuff like that, well, dad, what do I, what do I quote for a price? And I said, I want you to practice saying a price. And when you can say it without going, <gasps> yes. that's the price you ask for now. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you just, and you can continue to stair step that in, but you do. Yep. Yeah. Giving yourself that permission to, to learn that and develop that and get some good evidence behind you that, Oh, people actually, Oh, they, they didn't bat an eye. they, they said, sure. And they wrote me a check or whatever, you know, sent me money. Hey, it, it worked. So, you know, in, in the next couple of minutes here, I actually want to twist it a little bit and go a different direction here uh, because I want to get to know a couple of personal things about you, if you don't mind okay. with the audience. Sure. Um, you know, um, what, what, uh, what, what was your background that, 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 you know, throughout the years that made you actually go down the, the route you were in? Was there a mentor or like a childhood or high school friend that went, you know, Lisa, if you really did this, it would help your career. You know, uh, I would say my dad is is probably both my parents, uh, but 
my dad was a speaker and author. He was a hypnotist. He would do open houses. I would come and he would invite everyone to the open house at a hotel and have his tapes out on the table and or his books. And so I and he would have classes, you know, past life regression classes. I took them when I was in high school, like a 12 week program. So I think I was sort of marinated into the hustle in the hustle for good, you know, like he was always doing what he was doing to help other people mm -hmm. and live his life. So, so I think that just by being in that environment, I was already like, Ooh, this is pretty cool. I remember wanting to have my own business mm -hmm. and that's why I decided to be a business major in college. I'm like, Oh, I want to be a business major so I can have my own business one day. Well, the business program that I was enrolled in uh, at, at the university was more about accounting and uh, you know those kind of things, not entrepreneurialism, which was <laughs> I didn't know the difference at the time, of course. But so I quickly changed my major to speech communication after I called my mom the first week of college. I said, "Mom, I'm changing my major." She's just like, "Wait, hold on, time out, calm down. You're 18. What's going on?" <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I could have. It wasn't like she said no, but. She just was like, didn't want me to make a rash decision, you know? So then I I took this interpersonal communication class and just absolutely loved it. So the soon as, as soon as I found out I could major in that, I wanted to do that. So there was just a lot of steps along the way that uh, so many, so many things. And then I end, ended up teaching that class at Cal State Fullerton at university when I was 22 years old. I taught for two years there while getting my master's. And that was so fun. I loved it. And it's a little different than speaking. Teaching is related to speaking. Not exactly the same, but in the realm. And I, I really love that. So I was always kind of chasing, like, how do I get back to that? Mm -hmm. And I, I goes back to really hearing what your soul is wanting. Yeah. What does your soul want to do? Uh, yeah. I, for me, you know what I mean? It was, it was always a journey that got me there a step at a time. And I like that that was part of your story as well. Um, family-wise, all right, you guys, you, you, I, I know you're married, all right, mm -hmm. you know, I heard, I heard you got a pretty good husband uh, from what I hear from people, yeah. Um, kids or anything like that, you guys? I have a daughter um, who's 17, mm -hmm. and so I, so this is my second marriage, mm -hmm. and he doesn't have any additional children, so just her and our dog. So you are really wise, Lisa, in the fact that you figured out on second marriage. All right. This screw up had to go to third marriage to figure it out. Just <laughs> You're <a> slow learner. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. My, my wife, same thing. All right. She's on her third too. So I don't feel that bad. You guys are uh, even. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but we, we, we both figured out we were that screwed up that we had to fail that many times. But anyway, um, you know, it's, it's great that, you know what I mean? You know, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're teaching people to go out and speak, you're actually got this academy going on, you're actually doing virtual speaking right now. Uh, a lot of great things seems to be going your way. The people who are watching this, and some of them may be watching this after this pandemic is gone, what advice would you give to them uh, if they may be tuning in here uh, today? Maybe a quick word of advice to them. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've mentioned the word mindset throughout our talk today. And I think this applies pandemic or not, but certainly this shift applies now. And 
I say, don't wait. Like if you hear yourself saying, I'm going to wait until things get back to normal, or I'm going to wait until I get this thing perfect, or I'm going to wait until whatever. Mm -hmm. If you can hear yourself say that, and even if you say it out loud or you say it to yourself, that's an indicator to be able to shift in the moment right then and there and say like, wait a second, is everyone else waiting? I mean, you could find, I mean, there's a millions of people on TikTok. They're not waiting. You know, there's yeah. millions of people on Facebook Live, YouTube, uh, StreamYard, what we're doing now, Zooming. I, there, it is so available to you to put your word out there right now. There's just no reason to wait. Cool, cool. Well, thank you for that advice. And thank you for being on the show today. Let me ask one question. What, where, what is the one website that they can go to to find out more about you and find out about this academy? Yeah, you can go to getspeakinggigsnow.com. That's speakinggigs with a S now.com. And a couple of things on there. Yes, you can look at the academy. You can also grab a strategy session with me. If you're like, I need help now. I want to talk to her ASAP. Um, I will be happy to give you like a great golden nugget in our time together that can help you. And you can also grab the five top tips to get speaking gigs now there as well. So lots of resources for you. Cool, cool bonuses. So I love it that you actually have it all prepped and you're ready to give them what they need right from the website. Not that anybody would ever say that like me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So Lisa, I, I appreciate you coming on today. I, I have to finish up my podcast with a little game that I have prepared called This or That. I learned it from Sammy Hagar. It's just, I think I'm cooler than Sammy, but hey, you know, everybody's got <laughs> I've offered to have Sammy come on the show. He's yet to take my invitation. So what? Anyway. Sammy, where are you? Um, Anyway, so uh, it's random nine questions. Some of them are ones that I ask everybody, and some of them are kind of twisted towards you a little bit. Okay. Let's just stay there. So I'd like to start it off and always ask my opening question, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, I'm even. I'm even. And I have disclaimers. I like Star Wars, the first three. When yeah. I say the first three, I mean the ones in the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. And... I have tried the newer ones. I'm just not quite on fully on board. And, and they lost me kind of along the way. <laughs> so, uh, and then Star Trek, I didn't like the necessarily the original TV episode. I think it just kind of missed it for me. But I loved like the third Star Trek movie. I'm, I'm a Jean-Luc Picard kind of gal. I love Next Generation. So... But then I stopped, you know, I did a little Deep Space Nine, a little Voyager, but then I kind of stopped. So I'm kind of a You're little right. love to both. Yeah. A little love to both. I love it. So someone who's got some taste there. So my next one is, is it's, it's actually in our field because it's what we like to do or, do or have to do as part of our job. And that is, you rather get messages, text messages, or would you rather do a phone call? Oh, I would rather do a phone call. Okay. Um, I'm, I like texting for quick, short you know, logical answers, but I think so much gets lost in translation. And if there's really a conversation that needs to be had, I, I'm like, pick up the phone. It's, I'm a human. You're a human. Let's be humans together on the phone. <laughs> really? So, um, my next one is, is, uh, you know what I mean? The age old question in computers and that is Apple or Android on that phone. 
Oh, I have an iPhone and I fought it for a long time. I sure did. I, I finally gave up that Android um, reluctantly. It just kept dying and I just kept having problems and I thought, okay, I'm finally just going to, I'll do it. <laughs> that was the, that was the beginning for me because iPhone, then it went to iPad, then it went to iMac. Uh, Mac you're fully now. Everything I have is Apple now. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm still PC on everything else. I have an iPad. I never use it. Yeah. My husband. Games on mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I actually, well, no, I have three iPads because actually I have one that goes on the road with me. I give away iPads when I speak. Oh, and cool. then, then I have one of them that is a house control iPad. It's actually mounted to the wall downstairs. Oh, wow. Take it off the wall and, and, and do stuff around the house and then put it back up to the wall and it keeps charged. Oh, so, my God. I'm not going to tell my husband about that. So hopefully he's not watching this show right now because we'll have one by tomorrow. He loves that. Uh, kind of it, it, it's part of we built this condo in 2018 and uh, I gutted it and wired it. So, like, I have TVs, speakers. Uh, and all that with the control. I had to wire the house, this condo, when I, I, I bought it. So anyway, oh, wow. that's okay. why I had that. Um, my next one I got to ask is I move into food products, and that is tacos or hamburgers. Oh, I love food. Probably cheeseburger. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger. I will gladly pay you. I gladly pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> Ironically, that was the second time I've heard that in two days. <laughs> Zach saying. <laughs> you know, I spoke at a conference one time, Lisa, that two speakers used green eggs and ham as their reference. On, oh, that's uh, interesting. I and and one well, one of them was the pastor of a church, and I was like. Very interesting. Anyway, I'll say I, I refer to that when uh, someone will say, "Well, you know, our stage is like this, or we have this many people, or we have whatever, whatever." Is that okay? And I said, "I can speak in a boat with a goat in a box with a fox. I I'll be there." <laughs> yes. So, I I when we were did my original blogging class when we did my original blogging class the first blog post we made him write about like you know cat in a hat or it was always a Dr. Seuss book we used and they had to write a blog post about it because that was just so simple that I could have everybody in the class do it. Everybody read a Dr. Seuss book. So yeah. That's so creative. Yeah. My next one was on another food product. All right. Now it's time for dessert. Do we do cake or pie? Oh man. We do pie probably. Yeah. 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 Pie. What's the favorite okay. pie? Come on. Oh, my favorite pie is Marie Callender's Blueberry sour cream pie. It is the bomb.com. That is cool. I'm a cherry pie guy, but that is a cool pie. I, I've I, had it. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. One of my exceptions to ordering fruit pie, usually I'm a cream pie kind of gal, but yeah. you know, whatever. Well, it's November's coming up. Pie season, ladies and gentlemen. So pumpkin pie is happening. Pecan yeah. pie, mincemeat pie, all the yeah. pies. So now we move on to clothing products. All right. Would you rather dress up or be hanging out in yoga pants? I'm, I, I'm, I'm sensing a theme here in my answers because I'm both. I call myself a, um, I'm a high heels flip flops kind of gal. Like if I'm out and about, I love being in high heels. But as soon as I come home, it's flip flops all the, all the way. I just went to Colorado uh, about a month ago and I'm like, oh dear, I'm going to have to wear socks. Hmm. Like what? <laughs> Most of my shoes aren't sock friendly. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's going to take the next question out because the next question was heels or boots. Oh, <laughs> well, high heel boots. <laughs> Just saying, yeah. 
So I'm, I'm curious in all of this stuff, all right, have you done any speeches where dressed up from here, but here down was like pajama bottoms? Oh, sure. Now that we're in COVID, it's really bizarre. I don't do pajama bottoms. I wear just more comfortable bottoms, but um, you don't have to have the whole, your, your whole thing. Like when I speak, I usually wear a dress mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, just cause I, I just, that's my preference. And I don't, find dresses super comfortable when you're sitting all day. It's actually kind of uncomfortable. So I've had I've invested in more tops and like necklaces that show, you know, that are shorter. So it, it has been a little bit of a wardrobe change since virtual speaking. Yeah, I know. I, I, I dressed up and sometimes like, you know what I mean? I only have so many pairs of jeans and I don't want to buy new ones. Uh, so I'm like, some days I just wear pajama bottoms if I know I'm not going out. No, go. one's gonna, no one's going to tell. And I actually, my desk is standable, so I can raise it up and go down. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, I'm sitting on like a stool. I do these interviews you know, on a stool or standing. Perfect. That's another question I was going to ask. You know what I mean? In the online speaking world, do you have a way to actually speak standing up or sitting down? I sit down. It is a little different, but because when I'm speaking in person, I don't sit down. <laughs> <laughs> but I have found... You just get used to it or I've gotten used to it and you have to, again, kind of pay attention where the camera is, pay attention to some other things. That's more. So it's for me, it's not so much about sitting down or standing up. It's about the engagement. Like if I'm on Zoom and there's other people like, can I see them? I, now I can see their name. I can kind of see what they're doing. I might engage them in a different way than I would in person. Mm -hmm. And so I think having, uh, yeah, I'm getting off topic, but I find that you got to be more aware of your surroundings in the virtual world, just as you would be aware of your surroundings in an in-person situation. Yeah. I, I personally like to, to stand up. It seems to free my brain when I speak. So I still, I love the standing desk and I'm glad I invested in that years ago. So yeah. Um, my net last two questions go to like, you know, personal preferences. In some cases they can be wars. And that is the first one is toilet paper. Does it go over on the roll or under? It absolutely goes over. So if anyone says different, hmm, send them my way. Um, some <laughs> of my photos on that one over the years is I had Scott McCain on here, and Scott McCain actually said, um, he said, you know, when I worked as a DJ, that was one question you could ask, and it would light up the phone lines. <laughs> um, a lot of opinions about that stuff. There, there, and the, other, the best one I had answered was this girl, um, Candy Baker. She's up in New Hampshire. And Cami Baker said, um, or she said, listen, I'm single and, I, and uh, you know, I find that if I'm dating a guy and I have to change that toilet paper from under to over three times, we're breaking up. This, this relationship oh. is going nowhere. <laughs> That's my best answer so far in like 160 some odd broadcasts of doing That's it. So, yeah. My last one here and this one here, I don't know, your husband may be listening and, and no, no, want to know which one to put on. And that is boxers or briefs. Oh, he does. Uh, well, so it's kind of like a boxer brief thing, which is that newer, uh, not new, but I don't know, maybe 20 years new. <laughs> and again, it's not what he's wearing. It's what you prefer. This is what the question is. Probably. Oh, yeah. I like the boxer briefs. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a combo. It's not a hard, see, it's not a hard quiz. So no, that was easy. Yeah. I have a lot of fun doing that. Um, and, you know, some of them, some of them get to be spearmented conversations that are spears being chucked. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I, I usually ask a question on mine at the end. So can I ask you a question? Sure. Okay. So, so my show is called rock your talk 
and I know you like to rock. And so what I usually ask people is what's your, who is your favorite or one of your favorite rock singers or rock bands of all time? Van Halen. I, knew, I thought you were yeah. going to say that. <laughs> Van Halen. I, I, that was my number. Yeah. In order, the, the, the bands that I love are Van Halen. Uh, the next one would be the Eagles. And the third would be Sticks. And oh, yeah. um, I actually have a picture on my Facebook page. It may still be up there with me and the band Sticks. Oh, wow. And I actually, uh, it was a funny thing. They were here and like I, I, I paid for the VIP experience to get this. And they said, you get to take two pictures, one with you and, and one that's like a fun, whatever you want, we'll do. And I just said, me at the time, I have long hair and I'm like, I'm a rock star type guy. I'm like, listen, I'm going to do this. And I want you guys all point to me like I'm the rock star. <laughs> and, um I seen Tommy Shaw and I seen uh, uh, Tom, our uh, Todd drummer later, and they, he said, your picture. We've been all talking about your picture the whole time because of the fact that was the funniest thing. No one's ever had us do that. Oh, that's so fun! I yeah. love that. Yeah, so, very cool. Great yeah. choices. Great choices. I know. I just that's that's just my taste in music, and uh, you know, um, uh, you know, I love. But I actually love music to the point, like, I'm a huge Frank Sinatra fan as well. And, um, you know, I love some of the ballad stuff from the early 70s and late 60s. And, um, you know, to me, music is just, it is so great. It's like a treat to me to listen to certain things and just to get so uh, into myself and let me listen to it. And, uh, you know, I've always loved it. And that was a, that was why. Um when I started my first brand, Lisa, it was Rocker Life Coach. And I was mm -hmm. writing a blog and I did not know what I was doing. I was figuring it out. And it was a, almost a year and a half into my writing every day that I wrote a blog post that was about a song that inspired me as a kid. Mm -hmm. Jukebox Hero from Foreigner. Yes. And I wrote that blog post about it. And my, my following on my blog, the day before, 35 people came to look at read the blog post. The day I posted that, 7,700 people showed up. Wow. That was like a, that's like a sign like, okay, I need to write about songs and how they inspire me. And that became the whole blog for the two years or two and a half years I did it. Oh, that's wonderful. And like, that's finding your niche and stumbling upon it. And I stumbled upon it. I mean, that is my, that is my most successful day on the blog, 7,700 people. Wow. So, um, yeah, that I saw Foreigner a couple years ago, and the performance of Jukebox Hero was like goosebump all over worthy. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. We're yeah. supposed to see Foreigner this summer, but yeah, um, yeah. There was there was bands I was hoping to see this summer again. I was I was hoping Van Halen made one more round, but I guess that's not going to happen now. But anyway. Um, and I, I seen Kiss a couple of years ago. I'm done with them anyway. But music is music. I love it. And uh, I love going to see everything in music. So, but I thank you for coming on today, Lisa. Tell everybody one more time your website so both audio and video can hear it. Oh, yes. They can go to getspeakinggigsnow.com. That's getspeakinggigs with an S, now.com. I cool. look forward to talking to you. Yeah. Thank you being, for being our guest today, Lisa Reed. And I appreciate you so much for coming on. To you, the audience, all right, I want to do that. Do me a favor. Go check out GetSpeakingGigsNow.com. Check out Lisa Reed and see why I was so attracted to her and have her come on the show today. You, if you're trying to build something in the speaking world, are really going to want to get to know Lisa better. Uh, 
As always, guys, I love bringing these shows to you. If you know somebody, be a great guest. Have them come on over and go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. That's TimGilletteShow.com. We'll take you there. And I will be back real soon with another great guest. I'm Tim Gillette with The Tim Gillette Show. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.